0: The Reynolds Aluminum Program with Fibber McGee and Molly.
1: <laughs> the Reynolds
0: Metals Company, makers of Reynolds Aluminum, presents Fibber McGee and Molly Transcribed with Bill Thompson, Arthur Q. Bryan, Dick LeGrand, Cliff Marquette, Gil Stratton Jr., Mary Jane Croft, and me, Harlow Wilcox. The show is written by Phil Leslie and Keith Fowler and directed by Max Hutto, with music by the Kingsman and Billy Mills Orchestra. You know, you'd really be surprised to know how little it costs to get bright, new, rust-proof aluminum gutters for your home. If yours is an average six-room house, $60 ought to do it, maybe less. And we're talking about Reynolds' lifetime aluminum gutters and downspouts that you never need to paint, that go up without soldering. Your choice of plain, round gutters or a handsomely molded design in either smooth or stipple-embossed finish. Remember, your dollars are still worth 100 cents in aluminum. Because aluminum is priced no higher today than before World War II. There's no other way you can get rust proof gutters for your home for so little money. Ask your building supplies or hardware dealer for Reynolds Lifetime Aluminum Gutters, made by the Reynolds Metals Company. <laughs> This fall has been a rough time for a lot of people. The Brooklyn Dodgers lost the World Series. The Democrats lost the election. And now, Mr. McGee has lost his umbrella. (laughs) Yes, things are rough all over as we join Fibber McGee and Molly.
2: John, I don't know where I could have put that umbrella of mine. Hey, Molly, you know where my umbrella is?
3: Umbrella? How would I know, dearie? You
2: got any idea where I could have put it?
3: Well, when did you have it last?
2: What day was it that it rained so hard?
3: You mean Thursday or a week ago Saturday?
2: <laughs> Look, Molly, we ain't going to get any place with both of us just asking questions.
3: <laughs>
2: One of us has got to answer them.
3: All right, last Thursday it rained Persians and poodles. <laughs> was that the day you took the umbrella downtown? No,
2: that's the day I left it home and like to drown it. What day did it turn so hot? Friday. That's the day I carried the umbrella. <laughs>
3: well, maybe you left it downtown. Uh, where'd
2: you go that day? Oh, every place. I traveled around like a secret at a bridge club one day.
1: <laughs> I
2: started for Dot Gamble's office, but I stopped first at Kramer's Drugstore to buy Hey, I'll bet that's where I left that umbrella. Kramer's Drugstore. Hand me the phone.
3: Here. Thanks.
2: Hello, operator. Give me Kramer's Drugstore at 14th and... Oh, is that you,
3: Merce? Ah, uh, <laughs> <laughs> huh?
2: How's every little thing, right? Say eh? What say, Mertz? Your married sister. Mrs. America, huh?
3: Wonderful. Won the title at Atlantic City, did she? No,
2: her and her husband went to Paris to live, but she's coming home tomorrow on account of because she misses America.
1: <laughs>
2: How's that, Mertz? Okay. Line's disconnected. <laughs> so, let's go downtown and see if we can track that baby down, sis. If... Oh, just a minute, dearie.
3: Come in. <laughs>
2: Oh,
4: it's Mr. Wimple. Oh,
3: hi, Wimple. Hello, folks. <laughs>
2: hey,
4: did you hear the news? Huh? The returns are finally in, and I was elected.
2: Yeah. I thought Eisenhower got it.
4: Oh, not that job, Mr. McGee. Oh? I was elected hospitality chairman of the Whistle District Bird Watchers, nest number four. <laughs>
3: Isn't that wonderful? Nest number four,
1: huh?
2: Yes. What does a hospitality chairman do, Wimp? Sent get-well cards to sick chickadees?
1: Yes.
4: Oh, yes. We have many worthy projects, such as hemming towels for bird baths, raising worms for our annual Christmas dinner for underprivileged sapsuckers, and braiding toupees for destitute bald eagles.
1: Well, it sounds
3: like a very fine organization, Mr. Wimple. You do enjoy your bird watching,
2: don't
4: you? <laughs> oh, yes. Just yesterday at Dugan's Lake, I saw a rare Yellowstonian six-minute bird, Mrs. McGee.
2: Six-minute bird? Where did they get that name?
4: The six-minute bird is so named because of its peculiar nesting habits, Mr. McGee. Oh? They are found only in Yellowstone Park, and at mating time, the little bird builds her nest on top of old faithful geysers and lays nothing but six-minute eggs. LAUGHTER they must be hard-boiled babies. <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, that's the joke we always use at our meetings, Mrs. McGee. <laughs> oh. Well, I'd better be running along now. Sweetie Face went out to the Marine base to give the boys a jiu-jitsu lesson today. And uh, she's going to bring the big brass home with her. Big brass? A general wimp? No. A tuba. She plays in the band, too. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Get your hat, in. Let's start beating the brush for that bumper chute. We'll try Kramer's drugstore first.
3: Are you sure it isn't in the house someplace, McGee? Did you look good?
2: I looked every place I could think of, kiddo. All but one. (laughs) I might as well look there, too, I guess. (laughs) You don't mean... Yes, the hall closet. (laughs) If it ain't in there, it must be down... No,
3: McGee, don't open that hall closet.
2: To straighten out that closet one of
0: these days. <laughs> Billy Mills with the orchestra and Lady of Spain. <laughs>
2: Let's hurry. Kramer's got my umbrella. It's probably on sale by now.
3: Well, if he's asking more than 62 cents for it, we'll report him to the Better Business Bureau.
2: Yeah. I ought to report him anyhow on account of because... Oh, hi, Mort. Mort Toops. Mm-hmm.
3: <laughs> you know, I think you're going to a lot of trouble for that umbrella. Oh, hello, Mabel.
2: Mabel Toops. <laughs> Does she always walk behind Mort like that?
3: Always. it's terribly stingy, you know.
2: Yeah, but what's that got to do?
3: Mabel cuts holes in his trouser pockets and gets most of her spending money by following him around. Well,
2: come on in. Let's look around the drugstore and see if Kramer... Oh,
3: there's Ed Tatum at the soda fountain, dearie. If your umbrella's here, he'll know about it.
2: Yeah, well, hi, Ed. Hi, Mr. McGee. Hello, Mr. McGee. Good morning, Ed. Did I leave my umbrella in here Friday? Umbrella? Let me think a minute. You had it all, right? I know, yes. because it was hotter than heck that day, and Mr. <laughs> Kramer says to me, look at that clobberhead head carrying an umbrella, he says.
1: <laughs>
2: just never mind the details, Ed. Did he say anything? Oh, I remember now. You took it with you when you left, Mr. McGee. I did? Oh, my gosh. Well, I guess we'll have to look somewhere else. Well, come on. Uh, say,
3: Ed, how are you and your new girlfriend getting along? You know, you had a new romance the last time we saw you.
2: Oh, she's just wonderful, Mrs. McGee. Judith is the girl I've been searching for. <laughs> is that her name, Judith? I thought it was Carol or something. Oh, Carolyn. That was last week.
3: Well, don't you go with her anymore?
2: No, but I'll always have a warm spot in my heart for her, Mrs. McGee. Good. Because it was on account of Carolyn that Judith and I found each other. We went for a ride last night in her father's car. You and Judy? Carolyn. Oh. (laughs) We drove out to Dugan's Lake and halfway home a tire blew up. Oh, that sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, well, I had a
1: hitchhike... (laughs)
2: Hitchhike back to town, you know what I mean, and get it fixed. Yeah. And a bunch of kids I know picked me up on the highway, and right there in the front seat, I met Judith. <laughs> Isn't that romantic? Cute is she? Ed? Oh, perfect, Mrs. McGee. We've been going steady ever since. But what about poor little Carolyn? Oh, I left her sitting in the car. Holy smoke! I forgot all about her. Hey, excuse me. I better get out to Dugan's Lake. Mr. Kramer, can I borrow the truck a while? It's important. I'll
1: hurry back. Wait, 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 wait. Oh. <laughs>
2: Well, come on, kiddo. Let's go. Let's try Doc Gamble's office. That umbrella's got to be wherever I left it.
1: I hope Dr. Gamble
3: is in,
2: dearie. Well, he better be in.
0: Hello, Miss Ogilvy. Oh, hi, sis. Tell Dr. Well, oh, that... Mrs. McGee, Dr. Gamble's busy right now, but I'll tell him you're here. Open your mouth, Mr. McGee. Open oh, my mouth. Why, should I? That's uh, it. Careful. Don't bite down on it, Mrs. Uh, McGee. Just under your tongue. That's uh, right. Uh, 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 you watch him, Mrs. McGee. See that he doesn't take the thermometer Miss
3: Ogilvy. he isn't sick.
0: No. <laughs> oh, I know, Mrs. McGee, but you can't tell a man that. They're such babies, aren't they? Well, a, a yeah, you. they certainly
3: are.
0: <laughs> but in this case... You sit right there, Mr. McGee. No. Dr. Gamble told me whenever Mr. McGee came in to always put a thermometer in his mouth immediately and then call in.
2: I did indeed, Miss Oglesby. Only way to keep him quiet. Hello, Molly.
0: Hello, Doctor.
2: Take it some... Better remove it now, Miss Ogle. <laughs> before he bites it in two. <sighs> very funny very funny big satchel head
1: <laughs>
2: i enjoyed it that's the way you greet all your callers and before we go any further this ain't a professional call so get that five dollar gleam out of your eye he's
1: uh,
3: lost his umbrella doctor yeah you got it hit
2: someplace fatso i had it the day we played golf you didn't leave it here knuckle nose <laughs> you sure yes the only thing you ever left here were your adenoids <laughs> You want them back? I got them back, wise guy. (laughs) They grew back the day after you claimed you took them out.
3: Oh, now, McGee, they did not. Pay no attention to him, doctor.
2: Who does? Look, Mm -hmm. I know it's hard for you to think, George, but think hard. (laughs) Did I have my umbrella when I came by here Friday? Certainly you had it. I remember very well. Good. You laid it on that table right there... And the little Marston boy bumped into it and shoved the metal end into a wall plug and blew out my x-ray machine. (laughs) Oh, yeah, you should have seen that, Molly. Blue sparks all over the joint. (laughs) Old man McDonald was being x-rayed at the time, and he ran down the hall in a sheet
1: and scared Mrs.
2: Clatterhatch so badly she broke out with $20 worth of hive. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I should have got a cut. And then you leaned the umbrella against the door, and when I walked through and fell over it, I tossed it out in the hall through the transom. Remember? Yeah, I remember. I just wanted to hear you tell it, Low Bucket.
1: <laughs>
2: you tell it with such feeling. Doggone it, I must have had that umbrella when I left you, well, then. Well, come
3: on now, McGee. The doctor is busy. Let's just go home, dearie, and, and forget the umbrella. Oh, yes, no.
2: the doctor's busy, dearie. Go home. No. Go down to the Elks Club and shoot yourself. Some pools. The Elks Club? That's where I'll bet I might possibly have left it. Maybe. At the Elks Club. Come on, Molly, let's go. Oh, dear.
3: Well, Doctor, as Mr. Gallup said to Mr. Roper, we're off again. Bye. <laughs> ah,
2: good old Doc. <laughs> Thanks to him for not having my umbrella. I'll find it yet. I
3: hope so. I just... Hello
0: there, pal. Hi, Molly. Well, hello,
3: Mr. Wilcox. Hi, right, Junior. We can't, we can't stop to talk now. On oh, of...
0: hey, hey. Anytime I ever have to stop to talk, pal, I'm slipping. I can talk walking. Hmm. You said it. Besides, hey, I just heard a terrific story. Yeah? <laughs> this will kill you, kids. It seems there were two Irishmen named Pat and Mike.
2: Uh-oh. He's been out with them traveling salesmen again. <laughs>
3: well, let him tell it, McGee. Well,
0: Pat lived in this wonderful, comfortable little house, you see. Yeah? Because he knew that the secret of comfort in a home is Reynolds' aluminum. Uh-oh. Pat knew that Reynolds' reflective aluminum insulation, for instance... Is just about the quickest, low-cost way to insulate your home. Yeah, to keep it warmer in winter and cooler in summer.
3: Well, uh, just tell the story, Mister. Yeah. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. Well, uh, Pat had bought a few rolls of Reynolds insulation, yeah. which is pure aluminum foil bonded to heavy paper, so anybody can tack it up or staple it up up there in the attic where it reflects the summer heat out and keeps the furnace heat inside in winter. And Mike was jealous. Oh.
2: I'm glad you got Mike out of the attic,
0: anyway. <laughs> well, sir, Mike came over one day, and he said, Pat, he said, I just had Reynolds aluminum windows put in my house, he said. Oh, this
2: is merch." <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: and Mike says, Mike says, Faith and be jabbers, not them wonderful Reynolds aluminum windows with the smooth performance and the enduring beauty. Them that take no care or expense from the day you buy them. Faith and be jabbers." he said.
1: Heavenly day. <laughs> if
3: Uncle Dennis heard that phony brogue, he'd pop a
0: cork. So Pat says, face and it's the aluminum nail you've hit on the head, Mikey. Ah, says. that he did.
1: <laughs> Even...
0: <laughs> Even them lovely heat and ducts I got now, made out of that light, strong, rust-proof Reynolds aluminum. Sure, them Reynolds people are the plan. There's a progress through aluminum, he says. Yeah. Uh, no, Junior. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: Strain the peat more, on that.
1: Okay. Okay. <laughs>
0: okay. So, with that, <laughs> Pat and Mike. Pat and Mike went to work on the new highway. And 20 minutes later, Pat knocks on Mike's door, and he says to Mike's wife, he says... (laughs) He says... He says Mike was just run over by a steamroller, he says. Oh, no, not that... (laughs) So Mike's wife says,
5: slip him under the door and don't bother me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh,
5: uh, uh, uh,
0: You've heard it told before, kids?
3: Well, not as badly as that.
1: (laughs)
0: Junior?
2: Reynolds Aluminum may last a lifetime, but that story has already been around longer than that. Oh, good Jabers.
1: Come on, Molly.
3: You know, sweetheart... I sometimes suspect Mr. Wilcox of just dragging those things in. You think he does?
2: <laughs> oh, no. Old Hilo wouldn't do a sneaky thing like that. <laughs> well, come on, there's Oli out in front of the house. If he's got my
6: umbrella... Oh, hi, Oli. Well, hello, McGee, and the same to you,
2: Mrs. Hello,
3: Oli. How's the family?
6: Well, I hope. Well, I hope so, too, Mrs.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
6: Move the feet, McGee. I sweep the steps. Oh, <clears throat> Well, I just come uh, Me by... and the missus, we took all the kids for a ride Sunday, missus, and we have a nice time. All oh, right, eh? In the country? No, we ride in the car, McGee.
1: <laughs> the
6: country is where we ride, too. We okay. go to see my Uncle Chris's farm. Oh, I see. Well, what I meant was... Move the feet, McGee. Oh.
3: What kind of a farm does he have, Oli? A dairy farm?
6: No, it's what he calls a truck farm, missus.
3: Oh, raises vegetables, does he?
6: No, he raises trucks. <laughs> Huh? Out of mud holes, ten dollars a charge.
1: <laughs> Uncle
6: Chris, he has one of the finest mud holes in the country. It's out on uh, Highway three eighty seven and a half. <laughs> three eighty seven and a half
3: is that a state road?
6: No, Uncle Chris, he builds it himself, missus. <laughs> it just goes from the main highway past Uncle Chris's farm and then on into the mud hole. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, how can people... Move the feet, McGee. (laughs) Well,
3: uh, only, uh, uh, do people really use the road?
6: Well, used on Sunday, Mrs. Oh? You see, Uncle Chris, he puts up a sign at the corner that says, Detour, this way. (laughs) Then he sends one of his boys up there to drive his car down the road, and naturally, all the Sunday drivers, they follow him.
2: Well,
1: naturally. (laughs) I can
6: just picture this. He must have a gold mine. No, used to mud hole. (laughs) Yeah. You could put back the feet now, McGee. Oh.
2: Well, the reason I come by, Oli, did I leave my umbrella here last
6: week? I had it here, and I... Was... Oh, but, Stan, today you stuck it through the cigar case. Yeah, yeah. Sure, you left it. Ah, <laughs> swell, boy. Well,
3: thank goodness. I couldn't walk another... But I ran
6: after you and gave it to you on the streetcar, McGee. Oh, that's very thoughtful of you. Oh, but no, but I... so that's where I left it, on the streetcar.
2: Come on, Molly, down to the transit company. And look, yeah. the next time I forget and leave my umbrella here, mind your own dad-battered business, will you, and leave it here. Come on, Molly, down to the streetcar. <laughs>
0: The king's men and swinging down the lane.
1: Moonlight's
5: glowing, red leaves blowing, November weather's here and turkey time is near. What perfect weather for two to get together. Let's go strolling by. Love is making eyes like we used to
2: That's all I got to say. I left it on their streetcar, and I wonder which window I go to.
3: Well, let's try this one here. Unclaimed articles, it says.
2: Okay. Hey, Bud. You in charge of the Lawson Foundry? I am indeed, sir. J. Fraxton Potworthy at your service. (laughs) Or better still, at your service, baby. What can I do for you? hmm? (laughs) Me?
1: Well,
2: Well, I'll tell you. I came in here to see about my... Hey, sir. I'm trying to wait on the lady. Watch your manners. Now what's on your mind, honey? Oh uh,
3: well, I didn't want anything. I just she's with me.
2: I brought her in here, Buster. I rode one of your streetcars last oh, week. Oh, you found her on a streetcar, eh? You brought her to the right place, sir. Yeah. Just boost her through the window, and I'll put a tag on her. Oh, cut it out! Now you look now, here. Now, just a minute, please, please. What's your name, Blue Eyes? Because if nobody claims you in 30 days, I get to take you home and believe me, baby. Stop calling my
1: baby
3: <laughs> My wife, baby. Yes, uh, my goodness. <laughs> You're confused, sir, oh
2: my. Oh, I'm not confused, but we sure got old dad jumping, haven't we?
1: <laughs> now then,
2: sir, what can I do for you? I lost an umbrella on your streetcar. Uh,
1: I would like to have my
2: umbrella. Oh, umbrella! We got millions of them. This way, please. No, oh, that's better. Come on, Molly.
3: Oh, would you look at all the stuff again? Yeah.
2: You sure got a lot of stuff here, bud. All these cabinets full of lost stuff? No, they're full of found stuff, sir. <laughs> All tagged and filed alphabetically. Oh. We are rather proud of our filing system.
3: How does it work?
2: Lousy. <laughs> but it's fun. I'll bet it is. <laughs> yeah, well, reach in that filing system and haul out my own umbrella, bud. On a... Just be patient, sir. Why don't you sit down there with the canceled transfers while I take the little lady on a tour of the department? What? <laughs> oh, you'll love it, toot Why? A free ride on the streetcar, lunch on the rear platform, a gay crowd of revelers. (laughs) I will have a... Now you look here, Buster. (laughs) I've been patient long enough. If I don't get my umbrella right now, how would you like a poke in the foot? Oh, threatening me, eh? Well, let me tell you, sir, what kind of an umbrella was it? (laughs) Black one with an ivory handle. Is this it?
1: That's it.
3: That's it. I recognize the cigar burn.
2: Ah, uh, my old aluminum umbrella. <laughs> Boy, am I glad to get this back.
3: Well, thank goodness. Success at last.
2: Well, come on, Molly. Let's go grab a street car and go home. <laughs> oh,
3: what a day. Well, thank goodness we're nearly home.
4: Yep.
2: You and me in the lost umbrella. Success.
4: have to read next. Prize to readership and draw a queen. Connection for Claude Road in Moorings Street.
3: You know, that conductor sounds like he must have been born with a silver spoon in his mouth. <laughs> Full of mush. <laughs>
2: no, the truth of the matter is, his mother was frightened by a tobacco auctioneer.
3: League and next. League
2: and organist or you. Loves from the street. <laughs> On, dearie, but here's
3: our stop. Come on.
2: Yeah. We'll get out here, bud. Hold my arm,
6: Molly. That's it. Come on. Lobstrom Street, Lobstrom. Watch the step, please. Take the first mile of come me. Watch your skirts, kiddo. What?
3: Oh, well, I'd be glad to get home and sit
2: down in a chair. Yeah. Well, it took all day, but I done what I started out to do, kiddo. That's what I like. I found my lost umbrella. I'm the type of guy that he likes to know where his things are. When I need an umbrella, I like to know where it is. Where is it? Huh? The umbrella? Oh, my gosh,
1: I left it on the street
0: car. (laughs) and Molly return in a moment. Last week, we offered free instructions on how to roast your Thanksgiving turkey in Reynolds Wrap. How to roast it better, with more flavor, and with actually more meat on the bird. Yes, more meat, because this aluminum foil keeps in the juices. There's less oven shrinkage. There's still time, so we're going to give you that address to write to again. But meanwhile, stock up on Reynolds Wrap at your grocers. Buy the new Jumbo Economy Rolls, 75 feet, so you'll have plenty on hand. Or the standard 25-foot rolls. And make sure it's Reynolds Wrap, the original and genuine, the pure aluminum foil. Now, here's how to get your recipe for turkey roasted in Reynolds Wrap. Just mark turkey on a postcard with your name and address and send it to Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky. That's Reynolds Metals Company, Louisville 1, Kentucky.
2: Gosh, if that ain't the dad this luck, hand me the phone.
3: What are you going to do, phone the streetcar company? No,
2: sir, I'm going to call the mayor about this.
3: Why the mayor? Well,
2: why not? It was his umbrella. I saw coming four years ago. Let him chase it a while.
1: Oh. Good night. Good night, Al.
0: The Reynolds Metals Company, pioneers of progress through aluminum, brings you Fiddle McGee and Molly each week at this time. Reynolds Aluminum also brings you Mr. Peepers, starring Wally Cox, on NBC television Sunday night. See your local paper for Time and Channel. And don't forget to be with us again next Tuesday night. Good night. The preceding was transcribed. Tonight, play Two for the Money with Herb Schreiner
1: on NBC.